All right, back here on the Big Blue Report. Ryan Darlington, Randy Zelia, Jonathan Casillas will join us in a little bit. So let's really quickly jump in. Let's dive in. Let's go overseas. Let's revisit what we sort of witnessed. Because what did we witness out in London? I'm still not sure. I'm still not entirely sure what I just, what I saw last Sunday. It It was nuts across the pond. Good stuff happening. Yeah, I was about to say, did you feel a little dirty watching? You're like, this is my team. We're beating another really good team. We're We're beating another really good team. That's what struck me about the win. It's that, you know, so many, so many people had said, well, you know, you're a bad one. You're a bad three and one, right? It's you're a winning team, but it's, you know, terrible schedule that you had. We beat a good team on on Sunday. And and it's it's starting to make me think just maybe. It might be a season's worth of things going our way. I'm knocking on wood as I say it because I've been a Giants fan for a long time, and I know that they have the ability to rip my soul from my chest. But it's uh... well, you you have to understand the most important thing too is these are the types of games in the past that this team, this franchise would lose. Yeah, and and that's yeah. to me is a very very important thing. This coaching staff is getting the best out of the, of what they have right now. Because this is not a very talented team, and they're coming out there and they're grinding out wins. And I yep. think that's the key word: is this team is grinding out wins. Um, yep. Go ahead, please. I, I got to thinking about how I would describe this team. Right? I mean, it's a passing team, or it's a running team, or it's strong defense. I think this team is gritty. I think it's a gritty team and they just gut out wins. It's scrappy. I mean, it's a scrap ball. They take it where they can get it. Uh, and, and the thing that I'm noticing about this squad is that they're getting contributions from everybody. As small as those contributions may be, you're not seeing anybody with stats that blow you away. It's not one person that's just taking the whole team on their back and running, Not at least not last week. But I'm seeing that there are guys – like Richie James, like Marcus Johnson coming up from the practice squad. I mean, uh, people doing their jobs, doing the, what they can to make it happen, and it's working. Are you tempted? Not, are you not tempted to say it's Richie James, bitch? Are you? Are, are you? Are you not tempted? To, I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say it. It's Richie James, bitch. Richie James, bitch. Um, Absolutely. And whoever would have thought freak. that he, he was super freaking. Um, whoever ever thought it. Whoever ever thought that he would have been a number one target of Daniel Jones over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. No one saw well, that coming. And it's crazy though because it does change, right? It wasn't him last week. It was. It was finally. Finally, Slayton showed up, right? Um, yeah. And so week on week on week, you never know who it's going to be. And maybe that's the secret to the success that opposing coaches just don't know who to key on because they're getting contributions from everybody. And you can have Daniel Bellinger running in a touchdown, for God's sake. You know, who, who knows? It's just off the wall. And I think you just said something that's very key because I went back and watched the game on replay. And yes, Darius Slayton, who, who's been MIA, his face has been on a milk carton for close to three <laughs> years saying missing. He he finally reappeared and you're sitting there going, um, okay, like, it's good to see you. Now let's make sure we can get this consistently. That's going to be the key now. Like this week yeah. is a total different animal yep. than, that's than the last catch. week. It's almost like every week, you're, you're kind of starting from zeros in a sense, right? Because every week now, now that we see that we can do it, now that we can see that we can beat um, a, a pretty good team in, in Green Bay, now it's can we keep doing it? 
can we do it again? Can we do it again? Can we do it again? And so I think now's the time to show the consistency. And that's what's going to make believers, right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you can have flashes of brilliance, right? Um, but seeing this team consistently play this gritty, grungy form of football that wins games, if they can continue to do that week in and week out, we, we might just have something pretty ugly, but pretty special. Around. Well, and, and something you just said there, it might be something ugly, but pretty special. This might be the worst case scenario that actually happens if this team makes the playoffs and the false hope. You know what I mean? Because now, because now all of a sudden you got that gritty team and you're like, oh my God, we're winning games. Like right. it could work out where players want to come to this team because yeah. of the grit and the coach, or yeah. it's the false sense of hope. And then next week we're three and uh, three and 14. And then we yeah. start from scratch again. Sometimes yeah. win winning, sometimes winning can be a great thing. And sometimes it could be an evil thing. And I'm it's, hoping this yeah. is not an evil thing. It's always a double-edged sword, right? I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, it's always a double-edged sword. And it's funny because you said the word playoffs, and I was like, eh, you know, we've done well, but we're five games in, right? I mean, and, and I guess that's why I was mentioning the consistency before. If we're going to continue to do this consistently, maybe halfway, three-quarters of the way through the season, you know, that's when I'll be a believer that the playoffs may, might actually be something that we could do. But I think what I'm inclined to do is what I, I think the coaching staff will have told the team, and that's to take it play by play, day by day, week by week, right? Not getting ahead of themselves, not looking down the line. I mean, I, every coach says we're focusing on the next team. We're focusing on the Ravens this week. We're going to do the Ravens this week. But I really think that they do a phenomenal job of really keeping everybody focused on not just the team that's coming up next, but the play that's going to happen next, right? right. Breaking it down into such a granular level that they're only focused on the one thing that they have to do to make that play work. Yeah. And that's true too. And look, Daniel Jones had a game in yeah. London. You know, yeah. Danny, Danny Dimes was Danny Dimes, but I got to tell you, man, you have to, if you are Joe Sean and Dable, you have to really, I don't want to say reevaluate what you're doing, yeah. but you have to look at the big picture and be like, this is what we're looking to do. What is Daniel really our guy? Yeah. Is Daniel our guy? And again, winning can also confuse the decision making. Sure. sure. I mean, they're, they're just not there yet. I mean, and, and this is why I have to caution fans. I have to caution myself, right? It's too early it's still an evaluation process yeah they've been doing great right danny dimes had a hell of a game on on sunday he just did he was very careful with the ball he was accurate with his throws he was clutching third down he had a great game right but if you're going to make him your franchise quarterback and you're going to sign him to a three four or five year deal you've got to see more and, and i'm not saying he's he didn't do everything that he needed to do he did but you've got to see that consistently if you're going to sign him up long-term and you're not going to know that you're not going to know that until, you know, at least five or six more games in. As I say, the $30 million question is, is he your guy? And that's, yeah. that's can't really answer it right now. No, you still can't answer it. in your five games in uh, this upcoming weekend uh, before, uh, before we get to Baltimore, uh, we'll be t speaking to the position coaches in an upcoming practice. And that will be some big blue report exclusives on our audio network. You'll be able to,
get that uh, as early as tomorrow. Uh, I, I, here's my, I guess, my conundrum. I, I've been waiting to use that word all week is conundrum. It's good word. Thank you. Word. Thank you. I've, I've been practicing. I, I read books with big words in it. So well, I can get know. my. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Impressive. Listen, you got, you have to educate yourself yeah, just because I can say the big word doesn't mean I know what it means, <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's there. It's there. Okay? Never mind that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind that. No. My, my, my conundrum with this whole situation is that you have you have a utility plan in place. If you say, if Daniel Jones's people come back to you and say, we want the 30 million or we want the 25 million. And the giants are like, we'll give you 12. We're going to go see our options. You guys are looking at Tyrod Taylor football next season, which again, may not be a bad thing either. You know, like if you look at the Steelers situation right now, you're going off of Ben Roethlisberger. You're saying we we drafted Pickett last year. We're going to see what he has right now. We're benching Trubisky, who's supposed to be the the, the stopgap, right? And and they're looking at it as this is going to be an evaluation season for him. Yeah, not everybody else. And now and now the rest of the team is in there going. Well, we don't want to be part of an evaluation project. We want to try and win. Giants are sort of like, well, we're in evaluation progress uh, process, but we're going further than I thought we were going to go you're having more success than yeah. perhaps you thought you might have. But I mean, it's, I think everybody in that roster, remember what Shane was doing at the beginning of the season, he was bargain basement shopping alignment, right? I mean, at the end of the day, he was signing anybody who could, that he could sign that, that seemed like they could fit into the system. And they tried out a ton of different. Yeah, he, co- he contacted you. He did. He did. And unfortunately I had some other responses care of but you know I'll, maybe i'll maybe i'll go in next year um but uh at the end of the day they were bringing in a ton of different folks so everyone that's there minus a few guys that were already on contract but all of the new guys they're all fighting for their lives right they're fighting for their professional careers these aren't guys that have six and eight teams clamoring after them wanting to throw you know seven eight figure deals at them at the end of the day, you've got a lot of folks that are expecting it to be an evaluation period. They're expecting it to be difficult and week by week. And, and maybe that's why, I mean, the, the most dangerous folks are the ones that are backed into a corner, right? And maybe that's why there's some success here. Yeah, I no, I agree with that too. And one thing that has to get settled is the wide receiver position. Yeah, You, you, you sort of need to know who's going where. Yeah. Like what is going on with Kadarius Tony? What is going on yeah. with... You know, but with Wondell you know, Robinson, what's going yeah. on with all these guys? I, I would love to know that, but I wonder, you know, at the end of the day, part of me is like, if it ain't broke, why are you trying to fix it? Right. I mean, we've got contributors. We've got guys that are doing what they need to do. Right. We've got Richie James doing his thing. We've got guys coming up from um, uh, from the practice squad and, and, and uh, Marcus Johnson. Uh, you've got. Darius Slayton doing his thing. I mean, you've got uh, 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 Sills doing his thing. It's working. So, I mean, is it as big a problem that you don't really know what you're going to do with Kadarius Tony, or you don't really know how uh, involved you want Galladay to be or, or any of this kind of stuff? I mean, I, I think if we find that the there is a – all of a sudden they all get the dropsies. 
right? And wide receiver production tanks, right? It bottoms out. And I'm knocking on wood as I say that because God help me if I just ruin the Giants season. But thanks for putting that in the universe, Ryan. Yeah, I know. I uh, put it out there jerk. as soon as I did. I wanted uh, to bring it back in. There's always anyway. one guy who has to put always that one damn guy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, listen, I'm not one to talk because I'm sorry. We have to stop this and say this. And, you know, our producer, Andrew Fumi, he's is, is great. He's always helps me out at practice or doing these recordings. And I don't think he knows this fact. And mm. Ryan does know this fact. Every single week I pick the other team against the Giants, the Giants win. The yeah. one week I picked the Giants, they lost this year. <laughs> Every other week I've picked the opposite team and the Giants have won. Yes. So you know what's going to happen. Continue. Yes. We're going to well, but now that you know that, and now that you've put it out there, you can't continue to do it or it's going to go the other way. That's just the way karma works. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Mm. Yeah, you know. I don't want to admit that you're right, but you're right. Yeah, no, nobody ever does. That's yeah. right. You've been talking I'm, to my ex-wife again. Uh, <laughs> I don't. We're I, not going to so, go there. Meanwhile, back to the Giants, and uh, <laughs> we're going to cut that part. Baby. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to go back to that a little later. Anyways, anyway, uh, no, but you know, we you were saying. I'm sorry, I interrupted you yeah. with the superstition stuff. And go ahead. No, I was just saying. I mean, I think at the end of the day. Um, if it's not something where you're noticing that there's a, a, a market decline in ride receiver play, they're not catching balls. They're not running clean routes. They're not doing their blocking assignments the way they're supposed to. And the team suffers because of it. Right. Then we have a wide receiver problem. But if at the end, I mean, if they continue doing what they're doing and we continue winning games, then is it really a problem if those guys aren't on the field? I don't think it's much of an issue, too. It also doesn't hurt that you have a guy by the name of number 26, Saquon Barkley, in the background, who can help. Yeah, it always helps when you have an MVP candidate going on over there. Uh, We're against the clock right now. Uh, This is the Big Blue Report. I'm Randy Zelli. That's Ryan Darlington. Uh, Jonathan Casillas will join us in a couple minutes. We'll be back right after this uh, with more Giants talk right here on the Big Blue Report. All right, welcome to the Big Blue Report, courtesy of BackSportsPage.com. You know the man right there with the red hat on. That is the two-time Super Bowl champion, Jonathan Casillas. It's his show. We're, we're happy to be with him. I'm Randy Zellia from BackSportsPage.com, along with Ryan Darlington. Special thanks to our producer, Andrew Fumi, for making us look and sound good. And, uh, guys, we're talking about a 4-1 and one team. Now, last week... JC, I texted you afterwards and I said I was wrong. Yeah. I would, I'm a, it takes a bigger man to admit it takes that. It's a I'm, big man. It takes a, and uh, and uh, I will be that man. What a win for the New York Giants in London. And I got to tell you, man, um, it seems like every week I pick against them, they keep winning. So I don't know if I should follow that trend or not. Yeah, keep picking against them. Keep picking against <laughs> That's them. That's what I said. Definitely pick Baltimore this week for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna look really good. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Baltimore to win by uh six. The Giants win by twenty five. Let's let's <laughs> let's get that going. Um, so here's the thing, uh, JC, and listen, you've been on the road playing this game. Is there a, a particular feeling with a team when they go across to London or they're on the road? Is there that the us against the world mentality that you that you guys as players would would feel in, this, in that, especially in that type of situation in London? Yeah, definitely. I think any road game is is like that. You know, it's the, the hostile environment. I used to thrive in that environment, you know, like mm. I don't got to worry about my family being there. Like we all love our families to watch us. 
but it's a hassle when you got when I was playing in Jersey, I had 18 people basically coming wow. every game, you know, and and a lot of that I was like, Ma, you got to handle this or, you know, pops, you got to handle this. <laughs> and, and, and it becomes a lot sometimes, you know, but like, you you know, in London, like you're not really worrying about too many people out there coming to see you, you know, so it's literally like you just out there with your brothers, you know, you mm-hmm. out there with your brothers and, you know, any team, you, you know, driving down to Philly, you know, Giants got to drive down 95 to get to Philly uh like you get down there and, and it's fans outside some want autographs some got they they fingers up you know what some I'm got saying? their knives out yeah <laughs> you know but like that's, I always, that's definitely philadelphia by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always embraced playing away i loved playing away you know i love shutting the crowd up i love having the crowd boo the home team like that's the ultimate goal is what you want you know, and it's funny too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, have you ever been, I mean, one of the things that I, I was thinking about this squad is that they seem just like they're really gritty and they're really scrappy and everybody's doing their job to, to contribute to the whole. And I guess I'm wondering if you've ever been on a team like that, right? Like what's, what's it like to be on a team where you're scratching and clawing and scraping for every win, but it's working, right? I mean, nobody yeah. expected you to quite be that good, but it's working. Well, what's that like? I think that's on any winning team. Yeah, you know, any okay. winning team, they're this close to losing three yeah. or four games. You know, this close to losing three or four games, you know, but the good teams always find a way to win these games. And at the end of the year, you look back and be like, wow, like we almost lost to this team. We came back from, you know, 10, 10 down here in the fourth quarter. Like you start looking at that and that's what builds resiliency. That's what builds toughness. And you go through adversity, you go through controversy during the season. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody got to fill in, you know. That's what really makes a team a team, a great team. You know, the Giants are a good team right now, which is, I'm so happy I could say that out loud and really mean that. They're a good team. I don't think we don't know who's truly a great team quite yet, you know, because the season is still, you know, developing. It's still real early. We're still kind of in that second quadrant of the season. We're not even halfway. So teams are emerging as good or great right now, but we won't know until like the end of November. You know, when people start making those playoff pushes, if a team's really a good team or a great team or or a bad team. Tom Coughlin always, always used to say he used to break the seasons up in quarters. Mm-hmm. The first four games of the year, then the next four, then the next four, then the next four. Um, I've always been a proponent, especially with preseason football, not being the most high caliber football that it can be going into a season, that the first four to five games, you might get to see some upset wins because – teams are still getting themselves into football shape and still working out the kinks. Do you think that we're seeing the best of the New York giants right now? Or do you think that there's still major level of improvement that can happen here? They got a, they got a ways to go. Like this is a good team. And, and, you know, what Ryan was saying earlier, they show grit. They, they show the fight that we, I don't think we've seen in the past few years from, from this organization. And we see it on a week to week basis. It don't look pretty every week, you know, but they, they figure out how to get the job done. And I love it because look, as much as we talk about these receivers, receivers, Darius, Tony Slayton, um, the kid from Detroit, I truly believe they're going to start showing up. I believe they're going to start showing up because it's only so long that you can be on a winning team and not win. They have to win. And then I think when these guys catch on, hopefully it's this week, that our offense is going to be 
a little more explosive, a little more dynamic, have a little more things that we can do, take some of the weight off uh, Saquon's shoulders, because Saquon, even though he's a big guy with big legs, you can't carry a team. The team is too many people. This ain't basketball. You can't carry a team for the whole season. You can't do it. And I think the, what the coaches are doing, I think they're doing a good job in limiting Daniel uh, Jones' mistakes. And I think this is on him. This, Daniel Jones is the most decisive I've ever seen him in his career. Yeah. Is he still making mistakes? Absolutely. But he's making them quick. If you make a mistake and you make it fast, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. You have a chance. If you do the good, the right thing slow, you don't have a chance. <laughs> So he's making decisive decisions quickly and you see him, he's tucking that ball and he's running, he's getting the first down. And I'm, I'm saying this on every single show. And every time I speak about Daniel Jones, he still has to learn how to protect himself. He has to learn how to protect himself. He's a running quarterback. We, he, he's there. We, we, you know, he's played enough football to, we could sit back and say, he's a dual threat guy this year, a little more running pass. Right? So if you're running the ball, you have to learn how to protect yourself. None of these quarterbacks take hits. None of them do. And the way we see it the last few weeks, the league is protecting our quarterbacks. But Daniel Jones, he like voids all the protection because he doesn't do the things that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to run out of bounds when you get right. the first down. And when you break, slide, for right? God's sake. You're supposed to slide. The, the play he got hurt against, uh, was that the Bears? Would he, would he rolled yeah. up his ankle? Yeah. Bro, just go down. He got you. You know, that's like one of those things, tag, like you're caught. Like, uh, go down. You got caught. Go down. Give up the sack. Keep your legs. You know what I mean? You're not going to break that tackle when you turn around to the guy right there. Just go down. Instead of trying to fight out of it, got to twist it up. Daniel Jones is so durable because I've never seen a quarterback take as many shots as him and still walking around with all his sense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I thought I, about I, when he got up bloody that one time. And from the guy, you know, he was all like torn up on his throwing hand. I'm like, sweet Jesus. Yeah. But, he, but he is tough. I think he showed yeah. uh, he showed us enough. But we don't want to see that you're tough anymore. We want to see yeah, that you're right. smart. It's That's smart. what we want to see. Daniel Jones, we want to see that you're a smart football player, that you make smart decisions, especially when it comes to you. And as of right now, you're the franchise player because we probably can't do it without Saquon. We probably can't do it without you. You know, it is what it is. Uh, let me ask a question, though, and I think this is a fair question to ask because of the inconsistency of the head coach the inconsistency of the offensive coordinators and the inconsistency of the offensive line is Daniel making some of these mistakes in year four that he probably should have been making in year one and two, because he didn't have that consistency earlier in his career. That's a good point. I I never, honestly, I never even thought of it like that, but I think you can say that for sure. And I think he's improving every week, which he was up and down his whole career week to week. You know, you have a good week, um, I remember that first Tampa Bay game down. I think it was down in Tampa. Yeah. We just lit Tampa up and everybody's like, oh, yeah, we got a guy. We got a guy. Threw for like 200, almost ran for 200. Like he, he and then it was like this. Ever mm-hmm. since then, it's been like this, up yeah. and down, up and down. And I think now he's not turning the ball over, you know, that which is, you know, the Giants are plus one in the tur- takeaway turnover ratio. And we don't even take the ball away a lot. So I think that says a lot. Uh, about him and his ball handling and his 
his ball control because we we know about his ball handling. He's, he did a good job uh, against um, uh, Chicago with that. Was it Chicago? Bro, my my days and my games be running together. Like once, <laughs> if it's not the next game, all the yeah, other games are true. like compiled yeah. together. <laughs> As long as you don't start bringing up Eli in some of these conversations, yeah, we're, cool. gonna, we're good. Yeah, like, we're good. What game is that when I tackle Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah, the Packers. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we move, move on to a couple other things, let's talk, finish talking about the Packer game. Uh, that defense in the second half really made it difficult for Aaron Rodgers. And something that we spoke about last week, Aaron Rodgers, when the back is against the wall in the fourth quarter, is – he struggles. I think that's the best way yeah, of saying man. it. And it felt like he was really having a difficult time reading what the Giants were doing. How much credit do these guys, Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon and, you know, McKinney and all these guys deserve right now for really making Aaron just on the field, just totally out of his game plan, out of his comfort zone. They deserve all the credit. That yeah. sack by Dexter Lawrence uh, early in the Huge. third quarter, I think that was the, the, turn, the turning point in the game because after that, the Giants held the ball for the entire third quarter. Yeah, right. They had a, uh, The Packers had a three and out, which was like a 50 seconds maybe. Yeah. yeah. And they went on – Giants went on a 15-play drive and a 12-play drive and got points out of each one. Yeah. At that point, I looked at Lance Meadow. We're doing a pregame show. I said, the Giants are – dominating this team they're dominating the packers like they're kicking their ass right now yeah like straight up it was no question about it and then the only points that were scored were points that were scored on purpose yeah and we right. took it's a safety crazy. on purpose so yeah. technically we scored 19 points we gave them <laughs> when you put it that way um, <laughs> you know you know it's also very interesting too and i know you have strong feelings about this because you and i have discussed it many times where you said that hail mary in the 2016 playoff game against the packers sort of changed the the outlook of the organization how much as a former player who was around at that point how much did this win mean to you in, in that sense? Because there's like, because of the history and the feelings that you have towards. I think it puts um, like hope that we're actually a good team again, mm. you know, because the giants franchise over history has been a solid team, a good team, right? Even the years they won a super bowl, not great regular seasons, right? but yeah. they show up in the playoffs, right? That's what the Giants have been known to do for forever, right? Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see kind of the same mold, right? A quarterback that can make plays, confident quarterback that can make plays, a strong running game, a lights out defense, and a great D-line. And I think we have some of those things. We have to be more opportunistic with that ball. We have to get some interceptions. Yep. We got to get on that sack. We got to get that sack totaled up a little bit, um, you know, to make us really feared. I think in 2016, we were feared at one point. You know, we had a, yeah. a strong D-line, uh, Jack Rabbit, DRC, yeah. Eli Snapple. <laughs> Those guys <laughs> on the back end, they, they, made, they made other offenses. They were scared. They were yep. scared to go against us. Uh, we had elite pass rushers. Snacks Harrison was an underrated pass rusher. Unanimously the best run-stopping player in the NFL. So no smart, too. Position. He was so smart. He's so intelligent. So yeah. intelligent. 
And, and, you know, myself, I look, I was just a guy out there with these dudes, you know, they just look, they was like, Hey, JC can, you know, kind of run the ship, you know what I'm saying? But like, I definitely wasn't one of the better players on the team. Well, I was the, experienced. Come on. I helped We're not buying it. I'm not I buying that. I am, I am buying that. You were defensive captain. The right direction. You, know you were I mean? defensive captain. I don't want to hear that. Okay. You, <laughs> we had you were... some dogs is all I was saying. Oh, okay. We had okay. some dogs uh, okay. on that well, You got to give yourself credit, brother. Come and, on now. And I think this squad has some dogs. Dexter Lawrence, I love the sack dance. Yeah. You know, I think it's, yeah. I don't know if it's original, <laughs> but I ain't really seen too many people doing it. Sexy, and when you do it, yeah. when you do it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm mean, like, yeah, because, you know, you're celebrating the sack, baby. Like, Show some energy, show your character, you know, and I always love that. And that's what the Giants are doing. The Giants are showing their character. Every time you see Brian Dayball, he's fired up. He's yelling at guys, but like a good yell, not yeah. like, oh, mother, you do this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, let's go. Like he's hyped up and all it's just trickling down throughout the whole team. I think Dayball is getting these guys fired up, ready to go every single game. Yeah. I, and I think the key too is, you know, stability starts from the top. I've always said that, you know, your product on the field is a reflection of the front office. If you're front, the Yankee, okay, the New York Yankees is the perfect example of it. The New York Yankees don't win a Super Bowl. They send a letter to their fan base apologizing for not winning the World Series. World Series. But, but, wow. but everybody from the top person all the way on to the last minor leaguer knows what the goal of the organization is. The standard. The, the it's standard. a standard. That's the word. Yeah, it's the standard. standard. And, yep. I, and I think for a long time, and it's not against Mr. Mara or Mr. Tish, but the the, the, in, the instability of what was going on in the front office, it trickled down on the field. It what you know, Jerry Reese missed a lot of picks. Mm. He missed out. He just he just missed on a lot of picks. And then when he was gone, you know, Gettleman was trying to clean out everything and try to bring out his guys, but it it, it just wasn't clicking. Mm -hmm. So. Now you have stability because you have guys who have worked together They They know what the other one wants to do. They're all on the same page. And what the also the, the smart thing has been bringing in people who know the offense and like yeah. guys like Matt Breida and Andre Williams. And, and they could just jump right into the yeah. fold. And yeah. the number one thing when you have guys like that is do we trust these guys? Right. Right. Do we trust them? And it's you got to build trust. Right. Especially with a new a new system. Like, yeah, you know, like this is what I was told by uh, Joe Vitt, my linebacker coach, and he was a standing head coach when um, uh, um, well, Sean Payton got suspended. Right. Joe Vitt says you're going to do something the first time. Right. You're going to mess it up. Right. He said the F word. You're going to F it up. Right. <laughs> Second time you're going to F it up again. But you're going to know why you're yeah. going to know and understand why. And then the third time you're going to get it right. Mm -hmm. you no. Know, so you, I, I truly believe that is part of learning football. Like it's one thing to, to see it on uh, a tablet It's one thing to see it on a playbook It's one thing to walk through it. And it's a whole nother thing when you got, you know, Jalen hurts across from you and you mm -hmm. lined up and he sends that receiver in motion and he got that ball in his hands, ready to snap. You got to hurry up and make that adjustment on the go. Like you yep. can't replicate stuff like that. That's why football is such an amazing sport because I think anything else you can go out there and practice and, and mimic it like basketball. Mm -hmm. You can go play basketball, real basketball games at LA fitness or the park. You can't play tackle football ever until training camp, bro. 
Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's only one way to do football and that's to do football. Yep. For sure. That's a good life lesson. That's yeah. a good life. Right. I mean, you, the first time you do it, you're going to mess it up. Right. Second time you're going to do it, you're going to mess it up again, but you're going to know why. Third time you do it, you're going to do it right. Right. And I love that. I you're going to do it right. And you have to do it right. You yeah. Right. No, you, you can't mess up no more. Right. You can't mess right. up no more. That's right. No more. And that's, that's why practice is so important. That's why mm. practice is so, Reps. so important. My daughter's 11. She's in AAU and I'm on her about her practice habits. I'm on her because that's where they're coaching. They yeah. can't coach 11 or 12 girls during a game when mm -hmm. they got to call the offense. They got to do this. They can't coach your technique during the games. They have to do it during practice. And yeah. I keep telling her. You're going to get better at practice. You have to have a better approach at practice. You got to take practice serious, just like you do the games, because it's yeah. true. Yeah, we hate practice. We may yeah. not like it because it's yeah. gruesome. It's boring sometimes, but it's where you learn. That's what that's what yeah. that's what the NFL paid me for. You don't got to pay me to play. I play for free. You got to pay me for practice, though. There's no cheering for you at practice. Oh no, man, <laughs> you ain't, you ain't going like this as you're walking off the field. Yeah, we're not pulling an Allen Iverson on this one. Nope. Right. <laughs> I can't believe we got an Allen Iverson reference. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the practice comment. Uh, That's great. You know, so now you turn the page from London and the Packers over to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I, I don't want to use the term trap game. But do you guys think that they might be a little bit of an, you don't want to have an overlooking of the Baltimore Ravens in this situation, especially because you know, this is a high powered team. This is a high powered offense with Lamar Jackson and it, and the defense is really solid. Yeah. You know, I gotta, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I gotta think that they're happy that they've been winning. I think that they're, that they know that they're facing Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Right. MVP, right? I mean, that's, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> this is no joke. This is no walk in the park. We know JPP. He's on oh. that squad now. And he had a sack I mean, last week. He too. had a sack last first, week. First play. Coming, <laughs> coming off his couch, dude had a sack, right? I mean, so at the end of the day, I, I got to believe that, especially this coaching staff, they've got them dialed into the fact that you are going to have to work your butts off 100%. to get this game right. Right. Uh, there's so many things that they can do. And it's such a different kind of system than the than they saw last week. Yeah, they had success against Aaron Rodgers. And I think they do have to do a lot of the same things to keep Lamar Jackson off balance a little bit that they did to Aaron Rodgers. But they they got to know, man, this is no this is no walk in the park. This ain't yeah. taking candy from a baby next week. He is. Uh, you got to throw Josh Allen in discussion, probably Mahomes. Yeah. But yeah. he's the most dangerous person at that position. Yeah. Like I said, you could throw Josh in there. You could throw Mahomes in there. He can do anything. Like when everybody's covered, that's when he's the most dangerous. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? When everybody does their job and everybody's yeah. covered up, that's when it's Lamar Jackson's time. And if you're that's playing right. man to man and you don't have a spy, oh, he's going spy. to get yeah. a lot of yards. That's and right. he's not going to get hit like my boy Daniel Jones. Like the, <laughs> the guy, he's an elite. I want. I don't want to call him elite quarterback. He's an elite football player. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a lot more than a standard quarterback. Yeah. He can run the ball better than most running backs in the NFL. Yeah, tremendous running ability, and his throwing ability is—he's like Mike Vick, like the way mm. he just sits back and he just lets it fly, just yeah. 
flick of his wrist. And yeah, just, and that's 50 yards. <laughs> yeah, 60 yards down a field. That was like Mike Vick effortlessly. Like, it looks so pretty. He threw a deep, pretty ball, pretty deep ball. But then think about their, their defense, right? Because they're, you know, they have uh, Bateman, right? He's he's out. I think Bateman's out, right? They yeah, got yeah. Duvernay. They got some guys on offense. Dobbins. They got some good running backs. Uh, Blake. But you look on the defensive side of the ball, adding JPP to that mix with Owe, 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 and then all the guys on the backside. Marcus Peters played lights out last week against the Bengals. Lights out. He's playing like he wants to be defensive MVP. And he's the type of guy that'll go in against this game and be like, I'm going to have three picks they throw against me. Yep. He's that type of guy to call his shot. I know it. I've seen mm. guys like that. DRC's like that. JPP's like that. And you got to be careful with those guys. Those are game changers. JVP, game changer. They got a lot of good players in that defense, so we definitely have to be aware. And and I'm looking at the injury report for this week. Uh, The Giants is so long. Um, Jaheen Ward did not participate. uh, He's resting, though. He's all right. Okay, Uh, good. Tyrod Taylor. I like him a lot. Tyrod back on the field today. Uh, Good. Good Jamie Gill back out there. Did not participate. You ready? Uh, Kenny Galladay. Tony mm-hmm. Jefferson, uh, Jason Pinnock, Kadarius Tony still not practicing. Saquon was limited. Uh, Darnie Holmes limited. Uh, Dory Jackson limited. Uh, Aziz was limited. Wandell Robinson is still limited. I oh, mean, I really want Wandell back on the field. Yeah, um, me too. Back on the field. He never was on the field. He was only there. Pre-season. He got like three snaps. You don't count that. You don't, you don't count I, I, that. You know what? You he know, ain't did nothing in the, in the NFL uh, yet. Can I, tell you, can I tell you something? No, you don't. And JC, you've been in the league long enough to know. Sometimes there are some guys that are just training camp darlings. And yeah, Wandell yeah. Robinson was a training camp yeah, darling. I know. I, know. I was paying attention a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was paying attention a lot. But you remember Deontay Dion? Yes. You remember him? He went mm-hmm. over to the Rams. Deontay Dion's like 160 pounds, right? <laughs> Every training camp making the most plays by far because he's going with the threes, twos, and threes, yeah. right? He's picking all of Davis Webb passes off, bro. Like, he he was a phenomenal training camp player. And I always hope, like, man, somebody let him play. The Giants ain't really play him that much. Like, somebody give this kid a chance. Let him play. He's a tremendous talent. And you see a lot of stuff like that all the time. Yeah. You know, you you see every year it's like a couple of guys. It's like, what's his name? Uh, back, Backman? Bakeman? Bakeman? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that did very well in the preseason. Yeah. Four. Well, it's these perennial practice squad players, right? They just right. hop from practice squad to practice squad to practice squad. But then every now and again, they catch on. There was yeah. a receiver – um for the giants he played like kick return receiver um he's a little guy he's like polynesian i forgot his name <laughs> but i just saw him playing the other day and i'm like look at him, hey, look at him. good is. for him he, you six, know six, if, seven years later good for him but that's that's where richie james came from that's where david sills came from right? right i mean this is finally they're finally getting a shot this year and they're actually making something of it man i can't wait to get Wandale on that field because i so want to see him play again. yeah that's yeah, why i think football is such a beautiful thing. You know, football is such a beautiful sport. You know, you look at the receivers for the Giants, right? And you go through the roster without knowing what's happening. Oh, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, Galladay, there's Tony, you got Slayton, remember his rookie year? Like, you know, like you just naming these guys and then you named who's actually making plays for us? Not them. Not them at all. Not those guys. Richie, Richie James, Sills, 
and uh, Thompson. I had to look him up. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm you, like, who? who I is know that this guy? team. You're, you're, you're walking. You're walking into the receiver room, and everyone has hello. My name is Dave Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's look, just, it's just the way it is. You got to take advantage of your opportunity. Yeah. You know, some of these guys, like like a Galladay, like he's gonna get another chance, whether that be with us, like this year, right. um, or with another team. He's gonna get a chance. He may not get another payday. Kadarius Tony, same way. He's gonna get a chance, but like. Seals, like these guys, like the bottom of the roster guys, they don't get that many chances, you know? No, nope. they don't not. get that many chances. They don't be like, hey, let's just bring you into my training camp, see what's going on. Like, no, no. You had your chance, and they're taking full advantage of that chance yep. right now. I love and, it. And, that, and I, get, I love I love seeing that. That's the, that's the purity of the game. Somebody that nobody ever thought would have any kind of shot at making a pro receiver team, a pro team. Yep. And they're, they're out there and they're making the best of it. They're not getting huge games. They're not doing that, but they are contributing and they're making things work. I love it. Perfect. Perfect example of that Victor Cruz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out of right. nowhere. Yeah. Right. And, but I mean that preseason game though, against the Jets. Yes, is like, yeah. Yeah. He, like every, <laughs> every time it comes on, whether it's on Instagram, I'm like watching, like I've never seen the plays before. Yeah. I was like, man, that's a, that was a bad man when Vic was, <laughs> when Vic was young. Woo, Vic was a bad man. And I hated when the last year he played with the Giants in 2016. I hated when people would just say, oh, he's washed up and stuff like that. He may oh, not be no, the he Victor wasn't. Cruz. He may not be the Victor Cruz of old where he's breaking 90-yard run plays, 90-yard uh, you know, pass plays to the crib, 99 yards. Yeah. But still a quality receiver. Still a really good slot receiver, like yep. very good quality receiver. And if Eli was a little bit better that year, just a little bit better during the regular season. Oh man, we would have yeah. been. I mean, we was trouble in 2016. Dallas went 14 and two, lost to us twice. Like they didn't want to see us in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like Dallas didn't want to see us in the playoffs. Like they they knew it was gonna happen. They already knew. A lot of people didn't want to see us. You know, even Green Bay. We went up to Green Bay. We was handling them. <clears throat> and then Aaron Rodgers and the Hail Mary happened. We're not going to talk yeah. about that. We're not. Yeah, gonna, yeah, we're, we're, not gonna, we're having a good show. We're having a good right, show. You're right, you're right. There's, there's Go two, Giants. <laughs> we just beat the Packers. Yeah, yeah. JC's like, I need a minute. <laughs> but there's two, two things I got to point out here real quick. One, a little did you know here? There's only two players in that wide receiver room right now that has caught touchdown passes from both Daniel Jones and Eli Manning, and that is mm. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. And the funny thing is, too, you mentioned about Victor Cruz's last year with the Giants. That certainly feels like the same role that Sterling Shepard has with this receiver room right now. Mm. You know, you know, the, the yes, he's taken some major injuries. Obviously, he's out right now, but he's the wise man in that room. Yep. And he was yep. Vic, like Victor was in that room. He was the heartbeat. For those receivers at that time, Sterling is that this year for them. Even yeah. though he's not on the field, he's still the heartbeat. Um, one thing I got to bring up also, and then we'll put we'll put a stamp on last week. Um, you know, this was they considered the upset of the week. JC, I I have to ask this question now. Looking at the remaining schedule, and there's there was a lot of questions about Green Bay too about their receivers and what kind of quality they really are. Again, we're still in the beginning part of the season, so teams are still figuring themselves out. But looking at this remaining schedule for the Giants, if you had to say that besides the Cowboy game, what the next marquee game for this team is, that's at a caliber of a Green Bay besides the Cowboys, and I guess maybe the, with the exception of the Eagles too, 
because you obviously your division games are important. But then what other marquee game can you look at and can say that this is going to be a measuring stick for this team for this year? See, I don't I don't really look at it like that, man. When you play, when you play these the game, you can't you can't overlook nobody. You you, you can't. Like I'm looking at the, the schedule right now. Like maybe the Texans, you know, but the Lions, you know, they 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 lost, you know, badly last week, but they was averaging like 35 points a game. Uh the Jaguars have one of the dumb young stud quarterbacks that could just light you on fire at any time. Um Seahawks, they're I guess trying to figure out what they got going on over there. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't say there's anything like marquee wise or like you know, anything to be like, oh yeah, if we do good against them, I think this week is a good test for us for sure. I think the Ravens, you know, with 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 the guy like Lamar Jackson, who like he's a guy who if everything goes wrong, he can still have a good game, you know, like he's yeah. He's a phenomenal he's against Miami, right? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a phenomenal yeah. talent and he can't tackle people, you know, but if he, if he could, I think he would, and he might be good at that too. Um, <laughs> but look, you never overlook. I don't think, and I don't think anybody does that, you know, in the league, I think collectively, you know, given like, let's say, all right, let's say giants went out, right. Let's say giants went out, Ravens, Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, right? So that make us like, like 10 and 10 and one or something, right? So we go on into the Lions game. Now that could be an upset game, right? Yeah. Because Cowboys is huge. Cowboys probably only going to have one loss, maybe two losses with Philly, maybe three, you know, and that's a huge game. So like, it's, it's, it's kind of hard not to like, look forward to that. You know what I mean? But that's a certain scenario that presents itself every now and again to a team and you have like an upset or a letdown from the, from the players, but please believe it. Every week is a must win game. There's only 17 of them. You have to win a lot of your games. You have to win a division because if you don't win a division, you leave it up to, to the gods. You know what I mean? Like you just leave it up to the universe to decide your fate. So your number one thing is winning division. So with that being said, the Giants are in no position, no position to overlook anybody. We got a one-loss team in our division, and we got an undefeated team in our division, possibly the best team in the NFL in our division. I think this week, Dallas versus Philly is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. If Philly beats Dallas 6-0, and yeah. you beat it because Dallas got a heck of a defense, heck of a defense. And if they can survive them and beat them, Ooh, the league is going to be in trouble with <laughs> Philly this year because they're almost like when you look at their whole roster, it's almost like the Rams from last year. It's like an all-star yeah. roster. They got Bradbury. You yeah. got big play Slay. You got Gardner Johnson. Don't forget about him. They brought him over from New Orleans, right? Like they're loaded all over the ball. Fletcher Cox is still playing a high-level football. <laughs> like, bro, this is a scary team. They're running the ball very well with these yeah. running backs. And Jalen Hurts is doing doing that RPO. Like, he's, he's even more – I think he's running their offense better than Lamar Jackson probably has ever ran the Baltimore offense. When I say mm-hmm. that, it's not saying he's better than him. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. 
but it looks like he's just following the offense. It's like he's going through his reads and his progressions, yep. and it looks clean when he plays. Jalen is my fantasy quarterback. I didn't draft him, but <laughs> I'm so happy that he is. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I, I have to tell you, though, what amazes me now, and like now you look back and you say, how were they ever questioning whether he was going to be the starting quarterback of this team? Because there was a lot of criticism going towards yeah. the Eagles saying, are you sure this is going to be the guy? Well, let's just see how he does this year. We can always go find someone else. Now there's the no doubt. But Randy, he, <laughs> at times he did look bad last year. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It, like, oh, man, what? Like, you, I've said that watching him play like, oh, man. This year, though, it's a different. It together. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. When you see it a- up. When you see a guy who figures it out and figures yep. out what works for him, what they're doing too is that they're highlighting his strengths and hiding his weaknesses very well. Yeah. And right now you can't tell he even has many weaknesses, but the Eagles are winning and they have the right combination right now. And look, and they, their, their playmakers are making plays. Yes. Now I think here, that's what we were struggling with on our offense. Our playmakers on the outside, they're not making plays. They're not even playing. Now, here's the thing, though, JC, and it's been a, a, a telling tale of the history of the league. There's been a lot of teams in the NFL who would start out 6, 7, 8, and 0, or 10 and 0, or you know, win, uh, win a majority of their games, only have two or three losses, but lose that momentum towards the end of the year due to rest. Yep. Due to, you know, and they the just Steelers have... years ago when they went 11 and 0, and they just like looked terrible at the end of the season. Remember that? Yeah, oh, God, there was, there was that two years ago. That was like two. Yeah, but like now, is there like I'm not saying that that's going to happen with the Eagles by any chance, but take us through a player's mentality when you're playing on such a high level and you're six and oh, seven and oh. Like, look, you you played in in a couple Super Bowls, okay? So you've you've had the most pressure that you can have on you, and you succeeded. Can you talk about the pressure that gets added on to you when you have a successful regular season? Yes, that's a lot, a lot of pressure. So New Orleans run. Y'all remember New Orleans run my rookie year? We went 13 and 0. Mm-hmm. We were 13 and 0 to start the season. And you remember what we did? We lost three games in a row. Three to in a row. Crater. Everybody said there's no chance that they go out and win games. There's like a 0% chance no team has ever lost three straight going into the playoffs and won a playoff game. So everybody kind of wrote us off, you know, and, and not to say we doubted at all. We didn't. We knew we were a good team. You know, Carolina got us at the end. Um, a lot of our starters didn't play, you know, whatever, whatever. Dallas got to, you know, play on us at the end of one of them games. And Tampa Bay was always a tough team for, for the Saints back in the day. That was the three teams we lost at the end of the year. But look, at the end of the day, the, 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 whole, the whole goal, right, is to win a Super Bowl, right? That's, that's the whole goal. So it's like it doesn't really matter what you do during the regular season. It doesn't really matter as long as you get into the playoffs. That's all that matters. As long as you get into that dance, there's a lot of like six seeds that has won the Super Bowl. I think Green Bay did it. Um, the Giants did it. Yeah, Giants did it in 08. Yeah, or so, seven. Yeah. Once or I twice. One. Why don't they did at least once? No, the second one against the Patriots, they won the they won the division on the last okay. day of the year. So I know they did it one time. Yeah. Does it Steelers do it? I'm trying to think. I know it was several teams that did it. All I'm saying is as long as you get in that dance, as long as you get in that dance, that's the only thing that matters. That is it. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure on that undefeated Patriots team, right? A lot of pressure on them. And they 
They showed that they were the best team that year until they met Strahan and them boys and OC and them boys, you know, and they wasn't having it. Again, look, up front, up front dictates the whole game. And once our guys on our D-line play and Leo's healthy, Ojolari's healthy, Thibodeau's healthy, Dexter Lawrence is doing his thing, Williams, all those guys are in the rotation. They're healthy doing their thing. Look for them to start, like, putting their anchor in their foot down and drawing a, the line in the, in the dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's who does it. It's the D-line. For the Giants, yep. historically, that's who's going to do it for us, D-line. And and Ryan's going to take off real quick before we do yeah. before we well before we wrap up as well. Let's real quickly go around. Let's give our predictions uh, for this upcoming weekend. Mr. Darlington, go right ahead. I was afraid you were going to come to me first. I uh, let's see. I got to tell you, I, I think they had. I wasn't expecting that the Giants were going to have as much success against Aaron Rodgers as they had. I think they're going to be somewhat uh, similarly successful in reigning in uh, Lamar Jackson. So. I'm going to go out on a limb uh, and say that the Giants are going to win this one 21-17. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I, and I guess I have to pick the Ravens to keep the streak alive. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> boy, I, nothing like hosting a Giants podcast and picking against the Giants every single week. Listen, that seems to be working. Hey, so it works. Okay. We're going to yeah. be on you about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now watch this. This is the week that I'll pick the Ravens and the Ravens are going to beat the Giants and then I'm going to be the jerk. Uh, I'm going to go 23-18 Baltimore just because I have to at this point. Now, but look, at the end of the day too, you know, sooner or later when you keep playing with fire, you're going to get burned. And, yeah. you know, the Giants have been in games so far this year that they maybe they, they shouldn't have been in. You know, yeah. that Cowboys game, they came up short, but they were in it. The, the Tennessee and the uh, Green Bay games, they were able to come back and win and sort of shock the landscape of the NFL. Sooner or later, your luck runs out. And Baltimore, the one thing, man, the one thing I can say about Lamar Jackson and that defense that they had and that organization is consistent, consistent, they're, they're consistent and they're steady. You, you know, you, you know what, there's no uh, surprises. You know what they do. You know what they're going to be. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the Giants' defense reacts to Lamar Jackson, and it's very interesting to see how you know the the offense reacts to the Ravens' defense because they're a smash mouth defensive team, and Daniel's going to get the type of pressure that maybe even Dallas didn't give them because that defense in, in Baltimore has been together for a long time. Yeah, they, I I agree. Yeah, they they they've had a culture established here since the early days of Ray Lewis, you know, early 2000s, you know, even maybe like 99 or whenever Ray Lewis was in there running. But the we got their DC. So just saying, right. Right. And he, <laughs> I seen him today. I said, man, you do it a heck of a job. Bro. Said, you do a heck of a job, which he is. He's doing a good job, man. Yeah. You gotta get, a... get your hat off to him. So, so JC, you gotta leave us hanging. You gotta give us, you gotta give us the predictions. Um, He's working on it. It's yeah. coming. I can see it. I can I see think, it. It's I coming. think the game's going to be close. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm going to pick against the Giants until I really think they can lose this game. Like, I think there's a strong possibility that they will lose the game. Excuse me. But I think they can win this game. So I'm going to mm -hmm. pick the Giants for sure. Let's go 20, 
28-24. Let's go 28-24. Okay. I don't think we can totally stop Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, oh, man, I just saw him running just now. A clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's going to change his That's pack. not a good omen right there. <laughs> I said, I don't know if we can stop Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson running. <laughs> Um, I mean, he's such a dynamic football player. It's like if we can hold him to under 20, holy smokes. You know, if we can hold that guy to under 20, that would be amazing. And look, we got the court, the D coordinator to do it. No one knows Lamar Jackson better, you know. So, yeah, I I think that it's on our side. You know, I think it's on our side. Cool. Well, listen, we'll be Ryan. First of all, thank you for uh, being back with us this week. Uh, we're gonna be yeah. right back with with more of the Big Blue Report featuring Jonathan Casillas right after this. All right, back here, closing out this week's Big Blue Report with Jonathan Casillas. AJC, let's real quick before we uh, close up shop here. We're Giants fans should be elated. They should be excited about four and one. But history in the NFL does not guarantee you a playoff spot when you're four and one. On the break, we were just doing a little bit of research. The Giants have been down this before as an organization. Five and zero oh to start the season in 2009, and then they finished eight and eight. You gotta yeah. lose a lot of games to do. <laughs> yeah, to do that. you have to work really hard to do that. Fingers crossed that that that's like a uh, like a just. It's like a downfall, like so fast. I don't look. I you crazy stuff happens every year. Um, injuries happen. You know. Um, you know, people just don't play well sometimes. You know, some some teams have other teams' numbers. Some some coaches have other coaches' numbers. You know, so you never know. But that's the beauty about the NFL. You know, it's only sixteen games. Excuse me, seventeen games. Right. And you try to win every single one of them. You can't win every single one of them unless you're the Patriots. <laughs> you can't, you, you know, it's, it's wins are very hard to come by. You know, if you make a mistake and win that game, it's like, how did you pull that off? Because a lot of teams, they do everything right and they still lose, you know? So it's a, it's a very, very, very difficult game. It's very, very difficult to win. These coaches are thinking these uh, at a high level. These players are playing at a high level. You know, the competition I feel like is the most has ever been in the league. The players are faster, they're stronger, they're smarter. And then you can't even hit the offensive guys anymore. So, like, the points should be going up. Like, you know, football, to me, it's different than when I first played, but it's still the most exciting sport for me to watch, still. And by the way, I have to just put a disclaimer and apologize. I'm not a negative person. I'm not trying to be the negative Nelly on this show. But it's also my job to always play the uh, devil's advocate role and or bring up the other side. So for those people who are sitting there to listen to this podcast and say, man, that Randy's a real asshole for always being negative about the Giants. It's not that it's you always have to play the other side of the fence, too, just to make sure that's out there, because you can't always just be positive. It's not always going to be rosebuds and rainbows. It's going to you have to look at it the other way. Look, I have to pick the, the Ravens now just because. I've been picking the team every single week and the Giants have been winning. So got to keep that streak alive. All right, JC, let's do some plugs. Hey man, um, I went back on cameo and I looked at some of your past cameos. Let's plug that man. You're on cameo. What's this about? Yeah. So, so cameo, look, I've been doing it for a long time or for a few years now, but I, I, I'm not great at responding. 
Randy, I need to start acting like an adult, to be honest with you. Because when I talk, like somebody says, oh, it's my bud's, um, you know, uh, birthday, and he's a Cowboys fan. You know, so like, this is like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm going to get this guy. So like, I always deliver a good message, you know, like, and, and that would be for, like, I went to a school today, right? And, and I was signing autographs. Like, for me, like interacting with people who actually want to hear me talk, you know, like I, I, for me, like I'm very humbled and I appreciate that, you know? So look me up on Cameo, give me a little ring. I'll send you a nice message. Randy, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better on Cameo. I'm going to do better on Twitter. I'm putting it out there and Giants are going to win this weekend. I'm putting that out there too. And know what we will put, um, on the screen, we'll put JC's cameo uh, address on there so you guys can look him up. He, he's also on uh, his your big Instagram guy, man. Like I think that um, I think I have to follow your lead with Instagram because I, I I'm not good with social media. Just you and I were just talking about that before. I'm not a good social media guy, but man, you you certainly mastered Instagram down. Where where can people find you on Instagram so they can check out what you do? On Instagram, my handle is jade underscore 52. That's J-A-D-E underscore 52. And I'm also on Twitter, which I said I'm going to do better. Got to do better. <laughs> it's jcc is 52. Well, you know what we're going to do? Um, I, and this is, this is us doing this on the air. I'm saying it live. I'm going to do it too. Um, I think from now on, since we have, this is a giant show. When we're around the Giants, well, I'm going to try and do as many updates of photos on Twitter and on Instagram when I'm around the facility, when I'm around the stadium, let's take people behind the scenes, man. Let's do it. So like, for example, you're getting ready to broadcast, snap a yeah. couple of those and people are going to dig that, man. People are going like to dig that. it. Look at yeah. you, Randy, helping me out on Instagram. Look at you. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I promise you that happened by mistake. It was, <laughs> I, I'm social media challenged. That's definitely, that's the best way of describing me. And by the way, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Randy BSP when I'm on there. Uh, and guess we'll be at the giants game this weekend, big game against Baltimore. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Reactions previewing the Jacksonville Jaguar game the following week as well. And uh, JC is going to beat me up a little bit more too. And maybe I might be able to throw a jab or two in there, but he'll knock me out. He's a fighter. So yeah, I just hope he doesn't sack me and I'll end up like in a body cast or something. Well, but we'll, we'll try and get through it for Jonathan Casillas. I'm Randy Zellier from backsportspage.com. And this has been the big blue report. Peace.